I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Right, now we're on the way back now from a on-the-road podcasting It's been fun, tour. right? Yeah, it's been great. I feel like it's the beginning because we were quite quick. We only did one night, but I think we've learned that we can take this anywhere this huge beer on like stones we can take yeah. this on the road no you're right it works anywhere have you seen how many trucks are behind us carrying all our stuff <laughs> no <laughs> uh, yeah it's basically have iPhone will podcast right I mean that's that's yeah, our mantra we, it's we not it's not a very good mantra no it's a terrible mantra terrible mantra um, and you're, also you're not supposed to tell anyone your mantra but oh, particularly if it's as shit as that well maybe it's our slogan it's our brand yeah have okay, no it's not no, <laughs> no. it really isn't no but <laughs> But basically, yeah, we can sort of record this anywhere. Yeah. I mean, one thing which we didn't discuss is this is the first time that we haven't had some person helping us technically right. to record the podcast. Right. And I don't want to let light in on magic, but um, we spent about 25 minutes in Tim's living room in uh, his house thinking, oh, we, we don't know how to put this together, we don't know how to record it, exactly. the microphones don't appear to have the right adapters. And then I, I'm going to claim that I, yeah, you did really well. not really Mr. Practical, managed to sort out the recording. Yeah, I mean, we haven't actually played it back properly and no. checked everything works, so we have to be careful no, that's um, true. about that. But you were sort of slightly goal-hanging, because I think I did quite a lot of work no, you were just, up to that point. You, no, you were just looking at wires in a confused way. But I think we've got, I mean, in a way, it's the story of the Beatles, isn't it? We're now in the studio and we're starting to press the knobs ourselves, that's what yeah. I'm saying, and we're taking ownership of it. That's right. Um, yeah, we're... And with really exciting results. So you saw uh, Paul McCartney. Yeah. And you're a massive fan of Paul McCartney. I and I liked, in general, Paul McCartney's set. I felt he got younger and more like yeah, himself as it went on. Mm. When it started, I thought, oh, he really is old and mm. feeble and, and, and a bit, like, it's upsetting me a bit. But then by the end of it, I felt he'd sort of recover. He was relaxing, perhaps. Well, well, yeah, but it's sort of amazing in a way in that you'd have thought he'd be more tired at the end of a two and a half yeah. hour, whatever it was, gig, but he seemed to actually get energised by it, which is great. Mm. But there was an issue that I had, which is a very specific issue. Mm. Uh, so there were a lot of um, images behind mm. him, and some of them were unbelievably moving. I found the images of George Harrison when he did something mm. really moving, mm. uh, and, the, and John Lennon singing was really beautiful. But then when they did Band on the Run, they showed images, which I've never seen before, of what was clearly must have been some, someone filming the shooting of the cover of Band on the Run. I mean, you made a very good point in the car on the way here about what a shit collection it is, actually. Yeah, no, I mean, I love seeing McCartney, and one of the things you're reminded of is, if you see the Let It Be, as you have the Let It Be film, the yeah. Peter Jackson thing... It's called Get Back. Get Back, yeah. yeah. There's a moment when they're on doing the rooftop concert and there's all that, the interviews with people outside... 
And they interview this woman who looks a million miles from the way anyone looks now, because it's 1969. And she basically, the, the interviewer says, do you know who that is? Because she can't see them, you can just hear them. And she says, oh yeah, that's Paul McCartney. Yeah. And it's sort of a reminder. I remember that, yeah. yeah, and it's a reminder that he's so, he's so famous then yeah. that just hearing his voice, some passerby knows exactly who it is. So he's been famous for so long. So in a way, he almost defies what celebrity means because he's got that level of fame, which meant that it made me think, I, I crystallised a thought I've had before, which is thinking about Band on the Run, the famous cover, and thinking, if that was a reality show, I've been involved in booking yes. lots of reality shows, celebrity, celebrity reality shows. shows. Celebrity Big Brother. Yeah, and over the years, I've been involved in various ones, and you always, you know, people always come up to you and go, I tell you what, I tell you who'd be brilliant, mm. Tom Cruise. Like, yeah, right. obviously, yeah, no, I, I'm from the same planet as you are, I agree, <laughs> but he's not going to do It'd it. He'd be quite a good booking. Yeah, and then, but, and then they get, and then they'll still go, I tell you who should ask is David Baddiel. So you say, yeah, we've asked, he doesn't want to, you know, obviously we have the same thoughts as you. It's yeah. like, but if, Band on the Run, he's a Beatle, he's incredibly famous then, limitless money, mm. was a reality show. It looks a bit shit, it's a the bit, people he had on the it's cover. It's a bit Channel 5. One of the things... No disrespect Channel 5, who I might possibly want no, to do no, a show with. Tell you what, it's a bit talk TV. Yeah, it's a bit talk TV. <laughs> and one of the things I think I dimly remember is that it was slightly all done on the day. So maybe, to be fair to the McCartney uh, family <laughs> mistake to listen to this... It was really, it was like who so was who hanging around get, that day. Sort who of they could get. But, well, or can just... We, can we, so for people who don't know, which will be yeah. most people... Yeah, oh, that's we, a good point. Shall we just run through who is actually on Well, the I was going to see who you remember. Okay, yeah. Okay. so, yeah, all right, I'll try so, and guess, so just and then to, you can tell me the yeah. other people. So Band on the Run is almost like they've... The, the, the image on the album is like they've escaped from prison, you've got Paul and Linda in there, and some other, quote, convicts who are yeah. some famous people, and, and they're, they're all surprised in a spot, yeah, in by a spotlight, spotlight yeah. a searchlight. Yeah, searchlight. Uh, has basically caught these prisoners, yes. Now, I, I, I know what it is. Do you remember... Who okay, those people well, are. I've mentioned Clement Freud. Correct. Michael Parkinson. Uh, yes, sorry, yeah, the interview. Yeah, the... Michael Parkinson, who, who's got a big name at the time. Yeah, no, that's, that's, true. that's definitely name. true. Yeah. Uh, Clement Freud, even then, not a big name. I no. on Call My Bluff. Agreed. Um, uh, oh, uh, the boxer. Is it John? Yeah. John, oh God, John. Oh, I can't remember. Wilkie yeah. in my head. Wilkie. It's, that, it's Conte. Conte, John Conte, yeah. Yeah, John Conte. Um, There's another, in a way, a bit like John Conte, who's always very surprising to me, who's not that big a name as far as I know. Ray Reardon. Well, it wasn't Ray Reardon, but it's... <laughs> Is it's, it that level of sports personality? He's not sport, no, he's right. like an entertainer, but like... Uh, do you remember Kenny... Kenny Lynch. Kenny Lynch. Kenny Lynch. And then you've got two, I suppose, quite big names, film stars. Okay. Uh, Oliver Reed? No. Uh, is it British? No, they're both American. Oh, okay. Oh, no, American on. film stars. One might be British. One was in horror films, Hammer Houses. Vincent Price? No, the other one. Uh, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. He's English. Yeah, he's English. And the other one's American. Uh, what kind of films was he in? Uh, Westerns. Westerns. Uh, oh. Uh, he was in The Great Escape, I think. Oh, thingy. Uh, yeah. The bloke who sang I Was Born Under a Wandering Star. Is it him? Uh, I think so, isn't it? I was born... <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Oh, what's his name? Is that his name? Is that... Did he Marvin that? something. Oh, no, no, you're right. It's not him. Not him. No. I don't know. James Coburn. Oh, yeah, James Coburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah James Coburn, again, a slightly weird booking. Uh, so is that it? Who uh, else is on it? Yeah. That's all. That's it. That's what it's... Yeah. That is, yeah, it's a weird collection of people. I don't think that's as good as when you consider that they. It's Paul McCartney in 
1975? No, 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 1973. 1973, okay, yeah. but either way... Yeah. I'm thinking, He's you know, Muhammad Ali. Yeah, yeah exactly. Again, someone like that. I'm just trying, you know, d- you know, definitely James Bond. David Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> Why not David Why not, Bowie? Why not, um, you know... Sean Connery. Yeah, or was it Michael... Or was it... Uh, what's his name by then? Anyway, yeah. Jeff, Roger Moore. Yeah, but even if it was Sean Connery, you yeah. know... Was Marilyn Monroe dead then? Yeah, she Marilyn, she's totally dead. Yeah, okay. she's totally dead. By but then. why not Edward Heath? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Or yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Edward Heath maybe couldn't do it because he was actually prime minister. Now we're doing that thing that people did to me when I'm looking, <laughs> and he's probably saying, "Yeah, I tried." Them. <laughs> I tried Edward Heath. No, but big stars. Yeah, big okay, stars of the time. Yeah, although we might go backwards in terms of the Beatles because we might end up playing live gigs at Shea Stadium. <laughs> That's true. Well, it's an interesting point because we have discussed whether we do something yeah live if you're out there podcast. listeners and we know you are at least 10 of you <laughs> do you think we should do a live stalking time yeah and if we do where should we do it yeah what not, kind of venue do, are you thinking of not Hammersmith Odeon no probably not that that's quite big yeah I keep saying the hen maybe and chickens maybe somewhere in Warmerswick oh yeah you keep on saying the hen and chickens uh, which I think is a theatre above a pub in Islington yeah uh, and no uh, I think you keep saying that because it was sort of like the place where people tried out stuff in the 90s. Okay. I'm not even sure it exists anymore. Right. Well, but somewhere like that, we should yeah. definitely check. But that's an exciting prospect. Yeah. Because so we've asked people on this podcast to both give us the name of the lorry that was in front of yeah. us. Yeah. And we're also asking, I wonder whether we're being too interactive. By the way, I mean, so, you know, Tim is obviously a key element of this podcast in terms of, like, being funny on it and talking to me. But... I'm still not sure how many of you are aware his company produces this podcast. Yes, it's, it is actually kind of produced. Really so I'm saying this because your company will have to sort it out when f- at least five people on Twitter name that company. And yeah. you, you are required to give, give them something well, for that. Well, it's an interesting point. As you know, I'm, I've got reasonable experience of these things. And I was very careful not to say there's a prize. Just I thought for, you did say that. No, I think just said it would be noted. Did you? I'm pretty sure. Okay, well... I'm pretty sure we did, I didn't commit to anything. Right. Okay, well, then I might as well tell, say what it was then. <laughs> no, it's exciting to hear whether people... People got it. Oh, got it. So, yeah, don't, okay. don't, don't, don't lose faith. Okay, you know. so anyway, one of the things we've been discussing on this podcast, and we're now discussing in the car on the way back, is festivals, which Tim was at Glastonbury recently. I'm quite anti-festival, basically. Yeah. And one thing I was thinking of was Woodstock, because... When you see images of Woodstock, it's normally on a montage of flower power in the 60s and it goes with a sense of like, yeah, this was the dream, the summer of love. Before it all went wrong, Altamont and whatever, and the 1970s and the three-day week, this is normally the montage yeah. in, on that documentary. Everything goes like, the, the, like it goes from like really lovely colour and light and to normally quite yeah, dank, dark, horrible... muddy, dark... Yeah, uh, images. Matted and, hair. And what I don't understand about that is... Woodstock happened before anyone knew anything about how to run a festival, a rock festival. And as far as I can make out, it just sort of almost spontaneously happened at a big farm, Yasna's farm, if I get Right, I think that's right. That's Joni Mitchell I'm quoting there. Okay. In where it was, upstate New York. Upstate New York. I like saying upstate New York. So what I don't understand is, how did all those people survive with, as far as I can make out, no toilets, no 60-foot drop toilets. Yeah. No stalls selling, you know, um, falafels and ice right. cream and, and just water. You know, most of them don't seem to have tents yes. when you see images. Yes. Like, it's like no one understood what a festival was then, so they just turned up. How did they 
survive? How did no um, one die? I think, I'm assuming, well, how many nights was it? Because that's important. About three, I think. Was it? Yeah. That's a so, good question, actually. Because if it was one night... No, think, it was more than, it must okay. have been more than one yeah. night. Yeah. Did they not have tents? It's a very good Well, point. some people, I think, may realise you yeah. might bring a tent, but I, you know you see Glastonbury now, it's thousands yeah. of tents. Yeah. It's definitely not like that. It's mainly just people. It's just huge swathes of I people. I think they, I think it was that sense of the great American outdoors and they sort of slept would they just have slept on the ground is that possible yeah uh, and there was actually a clear up operation i have seen images of that there? right yeah and i have seen images of people who cleared up the enormous amount right. of sort of litter and whatever that would be that would be, an, that would be a documentary i'd watch about the people who cleared it up no one's done that i think that's a good angle oh, yeah. i think it is part was. of the woodstock documentary oh, is it? The, yeah, yeah. Well, it's about four minutes of the woodstock right, documentary right, right. i think but i think i'll tell you something else about the about woodstock is um I'd quite like to know exactly how much nudity there was there too. Because okay. I have a sense there was quite a lot, yeah. but that might be just because on the clips of it that you see, yeah. they liked a bit, a bit of nudity. Much like we watched yesterday, uh, me and Tim, uh, at about midnight, we watched a documentary about Mary Millington. That's right. The British porn star. Mm. Uh, I told him that there seems to be endlessly on one of the channels that are like 387 on the Sky schedule, Sky thing very low down there seems to be endlessly a documentary about Mary Millington mm. on all times and I really advise you to watch it what's clearly happened is someone's got the right to show the sad rubbish porn uh, of the Mary Millington films and has intercut that with I'm just going to say this out loud the grimmest people you can possibly it's imagine really talking about Mary Millington it's one really bloke in particular he's called Trevor Crook finishes the documentary by saying what a fucking waste of a life. Yeah, <laughs> and it kind of goes out on that. <laughs> it's very hard. It's a really sad, grim story. Yeah. And as you say, intercut with sort of what was once called Blue Movie. Yeah. And so it's really badly done. But what's also interesting is the voiceover is Dexter Fletcher. Yeah, that's we true. Discovered, who's now a really huge Hollywood uh, director. Yeah. The whole thing. It's impressed. Press. I'm surprised I didn't basically go to bed feeling really depressed. In fact, but what you're missing is, Tim, I think you've yeah. forgotten that although most of it was like that, there was a very upbeat moment at the end where the music sort of <laughs> went right. upbeat and people said, and they talked about her legacy and it actually ended by saying 21 years after she died, yeah. hardcore pornography yeah. was legalised. I know, of course. <laughs> that was the upbeat. celebration <laughs> and a real... I mean, slow, I'm pleased about it, don't get me wrong. It's what you'd call a slow burn legacy, is, <laughs> is, is what yeah. I think about I'm not that. absolutely certain. I mean, claiming it as a legacy... Yeah. You know, it's quite a weird thing. But, yeah. but even, I'm not absolutely sure that anyone on the internet who created the hardcore yeah. thought I'm doing this because of Mary no. Millington. It's like, well, you know, what would you say Queen Victoria's legacy was? Well, she died in 1901. Yeah. And 70 years later, Britpop burst onto the scene. <laughs> yeah. And that yeah. is all I've got. Yeah. So, yeah, but it was a very sad. And of course, you, I mean, I slept really well. And yeah. You, Slept really badly. Not because of Mary Millington. No, but we've had a night since we last podcasted, and you've, you've had a rough night. Oh yeah, is, yeah. But that's I always have. But a that's rough just night. normal. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Particularly you know, normal when I'm away, and as I think I also said on the podcast, I, I didn't actually feel allergic to the duck feathers, but there was a point where I was just awake, and it sort of bothered me a little bit that right. I was I did have my face buried in a duck, effectively. <laughs> Do you think that if Paul McCartney had phoned David Bowie right. in 1973 and said, look, will you be on the... Mm. I, don't, I don't want you to do a song or anything. Mm. I don't want you to write anything. Yeah. I just want you to be on the cover of my new album. 
with Clement Freud and John <laughs> Fonty. Yeah, Do you and think the Western Dave, guy. Actually, that's what might have happened. I think David, who obviously was a Beatles fan, might have said, yeah, yeah, can I just ask who else is on it? Yeah. Well, that, of course, as you know, because you've done these things, is that when you are being booked on a reality show, yeah. that is what you say, who else? And you yeah. go, well, I think we've got John Conte, <laughs> as you say. Yeah. And then it starts I think you'll find it's James Coburn. Because Bowie, I think Bowie would have thought, if he did get the call... He's not the cool one, and I don't really want to be on someone else's album. No, this is not, also, it's 1973. Yeah, and also, he's, 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 Lennon is his man. He's not quite yeah. working with Lennon yet, but he's met him a few times. That's true. He's not done fame. He's met Lennon round about the time that yeah. John Lennon is writing How Do You Sleep. Yeah. And he's cool. Whenever I listen to How Do You Sleep, I'm always amazed by it, by the way. I'm sure we have discussed this. I'm always yeah. astonished by how, how unpleasant the How Do You Sleep is. It's really brilliant. It's so extraordinary. Yeah, it's a brilliant yeah. song as well. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a brilliant song about. Like even like it was very moving when when he did um, here today here today uh, class to me really moving, but I always sometimes wonder whether he ever really got over how do you sleep and, and yeah and for the listeners that don't know that's a song on the Imagine album by John Lennon where he's literally just lays into Paul McCartney yeah. saying you were only yesterday it's, it's often using no, Paul the, the best thing you ever did was yesterday. Yeah. Meaning not just the song, but yeah. in the past. Your music to my ears, yeah. the freaks. Those freaks, those squares were right. Those freaks that were right when they, they said, said you he were was dead. dead. I mean, it's it's absolutely horrendous. And yeah. and I think, you know, McCartney wrote some his own, but they're not anywhere near as direct. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's it's an interesting thing in terms of John Lennon, which he, who I think of as sort of fragile, yeah. egotistically, pretty much more so than Paul McCartney, is that the references that might or might not have been about him that are on Ram... Yeah, too many people. Yeah, too many people. They're much, much more abstract and uncertain than How Do You Sleep, which is straightforwardly, begins with a Sergeant Pepper-like music. It's just like, you're a total cunt. In fact, he does sing that. He calls him a cunt. Do you know Yeah, no, I've seen it. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. there's a video in which he he says, How Do You Sleep, you cunt. Yeah. And the line, the first line you say, so Sergeant Pepper took you by surprise. In a way, it's such an unfair thing to say because Sergeant Pepper is... Is really a McCartney album, in my yeah, yeah. And what does I mean, it even mean? What does well, that even mean? So I think to you by I think this is the beginning of the sort of I was the cool one. McCartney's yeah. the granny music. I did all the interesting stuff, and it, it sort of Sergeant Pepper at that point would have probably still been like the heralded as the greatest yeah, you know, culture. Yeah, and so that was my. And McCartney ever since then has been trying to say, yeah. I'm the one that did backward tapes first. Right. I did, you know, I, well, John was living in the suburbs, I was living in London, you know, all that. And so I think it hurt him deeply, but it is, it's rare to find, I don't know another version, I don't know another song that was done what, that How Do You Sleep? No, it's, a, it's really horrible. Anyway. Yeah. It would be a good, if we fell out, it would be quite a good one for me to do about you, isn't it? Because I know you sleep badly. That's true. So. Uh, you, you could do a song called How Do You Sleep with my duck feather pillows <laughs> in my house that you bastard yeah. you came to yeah. and brought up very quickly yeah. that that was a problem. Like most people wouldn't even have mentioned it. Yeah. And then you shat in my toilet. The only thing you did was the Mary Whitehouse experiment. <laughs> it doesn't scan as well. No, that doesn't really work. No. I think the only other thing is that Everything, I, I'm really pleased with this trip. We've had a lot of fun. The only bad bit was that we had a bacon baguette yeah. this morning. Yeah. But it was disappointing. I still now feel like I'm... Okay, well, let me put this to the listeners. Yeah. This is this is the thing. We go in there and uh, we order a bacon sandwich, a bacon roll called. And I, I actually had a bacon sandwich yesterday. And so I was slightly concerned about having it twice running. But I went for it. And here's the issue. 
if you get a poshish bacon roll, it comes on like a baguette. And that's yeah. a problem for me, no, because no, a bacon sandwich should be Mother's Pride, two slices of yeah. Mother's Pride. Yeah. So I would say not even toasted. Oh, definitely not. No, not toasted, because you want the softness of the bread yeah, yeah. with the sort of crispiness of the bacon. Of course, yeah. And that slight gooey sweetness of Mother's Pride. Yeah. And as you pointed out, as we were eating it by the very nice view of the inlet, yeah. that what happens with a baguette is it's too much bread. The bread-bacon ratio goes out the window. Yeah, it's awful. I mean, well, it doesn't go out the window, it's still there, it's yeah. just wrong. Well, it doesn't literally go out the window. No, no but the, the ratio is still there, yes. it's just the wrong ratio. It's the wrong ratio, yeah, because yeah, you want... What, not... what would you say it was? I'd say, because I don't want to say it was nine parts bread to one part bread, because that's... I think, realistically, it was six to one. Yeah, and but also it's a diminishing return, because you sort of yeah. become... As you eat more of it, you become more aware yeah. that it's mainly bread. As you feel right now, if you think about how you feel, how much different would it feel if you just eaten a loaf of bread? I don't, yeah. think, I don't think I'd feel that much different the way I do now. I could slightly yeah. feel a slight bacon echo <laughs> in my stomach, but yeah. really I just feel I've eaten a baguette. Yeah, well, the, there is a, a puppet dog, I, I don't know if he's still around, called Hacker. A what? On TV. Okay. A puppet dog. Okay. Oh no, we've hit some traffic. Oh, we've hit some traffic. This oh is, no. This is real-time traffic information. Um, anyway, there's a, you know who Hacker is? I think just you, to be useful, if you're travelling on the <laughs> A1094 from Warburswick now at 11 o'clock now yeah, so we'll yeah. have to edit this really quickly yeah. avoid the Snape the Snape Maltings turn off stretch yeah because it's it's really building up yeah can you go around Snape Maltings as a different as an alternative no because group? you'd end up uh, you'd end up using, in Snape Maltings we're using Waze and I should say we're not sponsored by Waze yeah. but I just want to say how good it is okay. it's telling us it's telling us to stay on this yeah we've had a lot of discussions about how Waze is really the only sat nav that works Anyway, Hacker is a puppet dog. He's on CBeebies. I know, yeah, slightly CBBC. hairy dog. Slightly yeah. hairy dog, slightly I cheeky know, hairy dog. Yeah. And he used to sing a song. And the song went, uh, sandwiches are mainly bread, but you can put stuff in them. Oh, Do you wow. know that song? I don't, no. Yeah, and then he would talk about the type of stuff okay. you can put them in. And it, it's an interesting point that sandwiches are mainly bread. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I like the idea of a sandwich, or as always, I like that. Yeah. Bread, but it is mainly bread. And what you're talking about with the bacon roll baguette thing this yeah. morning is it's too much bread. But it's, it's, that's such a fascinating thing, because is a sandwich mainly... I mean, because there are sandwiches well, which are not mainly bread, and are they better? I'll tell you what they are. American sandwiches. Yeah, agreed. Right? And, and then they're not better, because whenever I get a sandwich... The late, great Jeremy Hardy once said of American sandwiches that you buy one and halfway through you want to die. Right. Because they're just too much. Right, yeah, and yeah, they're unwieldy. If, if you get like a pastrami sandwich yeah. in America, it's about 27 layers of yeah. pastrami. Yeah. And that's no good either. So you could say the key to a great sandwich is that, yeah, it's the sandwich stuff ratio. Yeah. I would say you want as much, I almost think it almost wants to be equal, just sub equal, like 45. But can it ever be equal? Because bread will be of a different consistency. Right, to bacon yeah, no, or see. ham yeah, no, or do. meat I... paste or jam. Yeah, I and do. so you can never quite. Oh, that's my wife. That's your calling. wife calling, telling us to stop <laughs> talking about this. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Have you got We're... sheets? Oh God! Is that? Yeah. Morning. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what fuck did you say? Jesus Christ! <laughs> have you got the sheets? <laughs> have you got? Have you? Um. No, I just think I had a bit of a stomach thing earlier. <laughs> yeah, now I've got it. I've got the sheets. Yeah, David slept in them, so they're a bit. Yeah. Grim. <laughs> they're a bit like your picture. 
<laughs> a bit like that. What picture? The picture of like, sort of shooting someone's died in. We're on the back, we've just hit some traffic. Really bad traffic. Yeah. <laughs> It's a bit of a worry because Tim's meant to be dropping me off, but he's also. I think that's already going to the dogs. His osteopath. Look, it's red everywhere because the osteopath has texted me to say, "I'm having to finish early. Can you be here at 3? Shall we do a sketch mm-hmm. where um, I think you might have to be Paul McCartney mm-hmm. and I'd be David Bowie, mm-hmm. and you're calling me up to be on the band on the run mm-hmm. cover? Okay. Okay. Oh right, I, it's, um, hello. Hey, no, it's me, David. Right. So I pick it up. Right. Hello. Hi. Hello, oh, David. I'm not going to. I mean, no, please do it. Hello, David. Uh, how <laughs> who, are you doing? Who's, who's this? <laughs> it's Paul McCartney. Oh, hello, Paul. How are Hi. you? Yeah, you're. Yeah, I'm well. Yeah, I've got this album. Uh, I'm doing this album of covers, which isn't as good as like most else I've done, particularly at the moment, where almost everything I've done is unbelievably brilliant. But hey, we'll see how it goes. I thought you were working on Aladdin Sane just now. <laughs> no, no. I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely. I'm, I'm assuming it's pin-ups time, but I might be wrong. I'm just guessing. Well, David, I'm just going to drop my accent for a second. Okay. Uh, I've got, I wondered if you were interested in doing something. I'm I preferred huge, it with the accent. I'm a huge fan of yours, as Thank you know. You. And uh, I just wondered if I could ask you a favour. Yeah, okay. Are you in London at the moment? <laughs> uh, I think I am. Where am I? Oh. Where am I? You sort of know these things. Well, I think you might be in LA. Okay, yeah. really? I don't know, let's so assume so it's pin-ups. Surely pin-ups was in yeah. London. I've got to say, okay. yeah, I've recorded my new album in Carl Shulton. Right. Oh, that's that's actually pretty handy because partly because I, everything I see is really positive. Yeah. So, yeah. and also we're doing an album cover. Okay. It's an experimental thing for for, for, for an album called Band yeah. on the Road. By the way, I should say to the listeners throughout this, I've had my hands <laughs> in my megaphone. Yeah, so I'm yeah. I'm really it's, going. Yeah. Now we're really getting into these yeah. parts. Yeah. Anyway, you know. The normal boring covers that everyone does is like well, we want. I, I do some quite interesting ones, I think. That everyone I, I'm, else... I'm always on them. Have you noticed that? That's true. Is yeah. that tr- that is yeah. actually I'm true? Always, yeah, always, always on them. Well, I did one that was just white once, yeah. and you do and one that's like you're about to do one that's, <laughs> that's... you're not on. Am I? Oh no, Battle Run, you are on. But yeah. like Venus and Mars, you're not. Venus on. and Mars is yet to come, so yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. um, so we've got this idea and. We're getting famous celebrities and cultural figures. Would he right. say that? Yeah, yeah, he might say that. Um, <laughs> to pretend they've escaped from prison. <laughs> and the thing is, okay. the thing is, right, yeah. we're all captured by a spot, a searchlight, yeah. looking surprised. Because <laughs> you're, you're on the run. So is the, the run. Sorry, can I just interrupt, mm. Paul? Uh, is the idea that the band are all these people? Yeah, the idea is that... So the, quite so a big band. It's a big band, but it's some of the most famous names in the world okay. are going to be in it. So okay. I'm aiming very, very high, and okay. that's why I thought I'd come to you. Thank you, okay. Because you're such an incredible figure. Thank you, Paul. Mm. Don't, don't take this the wrong way. Mm. I, I'm not trying very hard to do it, David. Very impressive. Don't take this the wrong way, mm. but uh, I'm going to do a bit. If I get a bit, mm. just a bit breathy and mm. cockney. Yeah. Don't take this the wrong way. Well, that's good. Yeah, thank you very much. Don't take this the wrong way, Paul. Actually, that's quite good. I should have yeah, really good. This is the best I've ever done. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, but uh, I just would like to know uh, who else who else is doing it. Right, right. Well, it's me and Lynn. Yeah, that's fine. And we've had some really positive uh, interest, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Try and lose. Can I just stop you yeah. a minute and speak in my own voice? Try and lose the bloke who did Big Brother head for a minute. Because that's totally something that you would say and not Paul McCartney. Oh, it's great, actually. Yeah. Loads of people interested. Yeah. Um, we, do you want me to name some? Well, yeah, I was thinking, yeah. yeah. I mean... I mean, they're really big. 
Um, okay. We're so excited. I think... George Best? Well, we've tried, George. Well, I'm, I'm sure... I think they're really interested. We haven't heard back yet, but I tell you who we have heard back okay. from. The Led Zeppelin guys, they're really big. That's a really good... I'm just noting that down. I'm just making a note of that. <laughs> but who we've definitely got, which yeah. is great, because he's a big fan of yours, is Kenny Lynch. <laughs> He's sorry, Kenny. Sorry, Kenny. Who? He's Kenny Lynch, the uh, entertainer who, who was on uh, Small Faces, I think. Oh, um, uh, the guy who plays golf with uh, with, with Jimmy Tarver. Yeah, but anyway, he's in. Don't worry too much about him because he's great. Because we've also got someone who's in all those westerns. Oh, the big uh, westerns. Uh, <laughs> um, hang on, I'm trying to think of someone more famous that would be around at the time. Uh, Clint Eastwood. Oh yeah, Clint Eastwood. That'd it's be fantastic. Actually not Clint Eastwood because oh. he's he says he's busy. Okay. It, it's um it's but it actually turns out to be all for the best because in fact we've got James Coburn. Oh, okay, <laughs> James Coburn. Yeah, good. Mm. Uh, I think I won't work with. <laughs> can I tell you who I won't? Maybe that's which I won't work. Yeah, sure. Coburn Freud. Okay. <laughs> I don't think he's likely to say yes. He's such a big figure <laughs> and he's such a political leader. I don't think he'd have the time. Yeah, what to was that? The Liberal Party. <laughs> And the dog food adverts and everything. So I think we're unlikely to get him. Okay, good, because I wouldn't do it if he was involved. So can I count you in? Uh, just anyone else at all? Um, uh, <laughs> you forgot the uh, <laughs> The guy from uh, Made in Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but yeah. who's that in the background he sounds familiar that you seem to be jamming with and working on some new stuff with? <laughs> he sounds familiar. No, I don't, that... don't worry, I don't think you'd know him. Is that, yeah. I'm sure I recognise that. No, I don't, uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's just some guy I've found. <laughs> he works on Radio 1 through oh. 5. Um, what's that? That's a pheasant. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pheasant, that's not that's John Lennon. That's a pheasant that's, Don't that's worry, a pheasant from don't worry it's not John Lennon. It's ironic, we would eat it. We've just gone vegetarian as happened, so we won't be able to oh, eat that okay. yet. Yeah. Um, mm. Look, what I'm going to do mm. is, I'm going I'm to have a word <laughs> with um, the guys, with Mick Robinson. Did I mention uh, John Conte? Uh, yes, I think you did I mention did. John <laughs> Conte. And, and uh, I'm a bit busy at the moment. Uh, I'm going to have a word with, was it Main Man? Yeah, Main Man Records. <laughs> I'm going to have yeah. a word with Main Man. And I might be touring America quite right. soon. Right. She was about. Yeah, he was. So yeah. I might not have time, but otherwise, yeah. I might have time. I've gone back into it. Yeah. So, so it's good. I might not have time. So uh, why, don't we, why don't I just get back to you? Right. Uh, we don't have email or right. uh, WhatsApp or anything like that right. now. So yeah. it might be quite hard to get yeah. hold of me. This is good. You. Thank you very much. But don't worry, I'll... Mm. I'll definitely I'll get Angie I'll get Angie to give Linda a call uh, do you, think you might not be able to make out what she's saying because she <laughs> might just be speaking in a ridiculously over the top American voice but oh, then but Linda's American so she'll maybe understand that and that needs a sort of punchline yeah and the punch well there's a couple of the pos- yeah, I, I, was, I was playing with the Angie doing Big Brother in the future years yeah line, but you, I don't well, quite know how to yeah uh I feel that I'd love to somehow get a punchline that involves... Well, perhaps you could say, oh, actually, talking of Angie, one person, if we can't get you, if my care is... Well, this doesn't really work in terms right. of the timeline, but is David Guest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we couldn't guess David Bowie, but we got someone just as good who basically his wife will think in a few years is the same person. Hey, I've got Kenny Lynch on the other line, so I better go. But it's, okay. it's nice. You've got, you've got more than one line. 
<laughs> that's, amazing. Oh, yeah. that's a good point. Yeah, I don't think um, they had different lines in private I, houses. In I've, just had a, I've just had a letter from Kenny Lynch, <laughs> so I better open it. <laughs> okay. P.S. I'm golfing with Toby, <laughs> but I think I can just gonna, about make it. We can go to the pub now and eat some food. Um, so we're nearly home. Nearly home, although it's still 48 minutes on the waves. But yeah, we're nearly there. And um, Tim's made a very good point about the journey, about something you notice on the road, which is uh, we just passed a big lorry which had the word horses written on it. And your point was? Well, that it's. I think it's pretty much the only example of a vehicle that tells you what's inside it. Yeah. And and I made the point that I think I think the reason people do that is because they sort of imagine that as a driver behind or near it, you'll be a tiny bit more careful because you don't want the horses to suffer should you veer into them or whatever. So what we then thought is, but why not write humans on, like this car in front of us? Humans. Just write humans, because I'd be more careful. Nick Um, Hancock once did a bit, although I've never actually seen this in my life, but he once did a bit about cars that have show dogs in transit okay. written on the back of their windows. I don't think I've ever seen a- that. And the whole bit was about, oh yeah, I won't crash into that car because, hey, it's got show dogs okay. in track. And I always quite liked it, but I did always think, where have you seen that? Yeah, no, I, I don't think I've ever seen show dogs. We've definitely seen Baby on Board. Yeah, Baby I think, on again, Board again. is going to yeah. focus you, like, yeah. hang on a minute. Oh, if you're thinking of crashing here, whoa, yeah. wait a minute. I don't want to hurt that baby, yeah. Yeah, although I would argue, I don't, I would argue against crashing full stop. Yeah, well, I think that's that's, that's the issue with baby on board. Baby, but baby, I would say, if you're going to be involved in a big crash, I'd rather be a baby than a fully grown human. Because I think as a baby, you're just not going to know right. what's going on. And more than that, with babies, they're sort of just learning really quickly what goes on so you might think oh right and then we crash every now and again that's right. what happens in life I think they'd be much better adapted so maybe baby on board means speed up well, because crash. a baby won't really mind maybe right. that's what they mean yeah I don't feel think free it, to crash no I don't, I don't right. think it is but I don't think I've ever taken more care I, no I, I, you know I'm not saying I'm careless I'm pretty yeah. careful driver yeah. I haven't had many accidents but I'm, that isn't because I've thought yeah, I'd better take more care. Yeah. Because there's a baby involved well, or a horse. Famous. I mean, you might take less care if there's a horse, because as I've said, yeah. uh, maybe even on this podcast, yes, you, have. you know, the truth is that animals' lives are not taken as seriously and not considered as sacred as human lives. So, in fact, it's a stupid thing to ride horses. Right. Because you're like, well, it's, it's only horses that are going to die. That's, tell you, that's all right. I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll yeah. break the speed limit and veer to the left and force this off the road. I think that. Sweet spot might be. And is what, that an instruction? Yodel. Yeah. It says, yes. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Although I don't know how they're going to monitor. It seems unenforceable. Yeah. That it seems a really hard thing to enforce. Yeah. Maybe the sweet spot and what I'll get written on this car is foals. Right. Because a baby, That's a baby horse, on board horse. Yeah. Would be, unless yeah. they think I'm like driving the band. Well, on that note, uh, right? So that uh, when you point. said foals, yeah. I thought something which I always think about foals. Right. Which is clearly they made a decision not to call it the foals. Right. And this is also true of eels. Yeah. They're not the eels. Much harder to say the eels. In fact, very few people know this. Lightning seeds are not the lightning okay, seeds. Okay, they're one of those. They're yeah. light- but what is that? Because I always feel well, that it should be the. I mean, was there a moment when the blokes from foals sat around and someone said, what about fo- the foals? 
I bet they said, I bet they did yeah. say, the person who had the idea in the band, what about the foals? And someone said, no, wait a minute. Definitely. Foals. I think you can assume that it always starts with the, when yeah. a band is coming up with a name. So I think you can assume someone said, can you assume someone said the eels? Yeah. Yeah. And then someone said, oh, it'd be much cleverer if you said eels, because I don't know what you trace that back to, because it would be like, what? What's the first, what's the first big band to sort of be a bit, oh, right, it's not a the. Well, there are some that I get it. So Pink Floyd, well, I think they were called the Pink Floyd. They were. They were. Yeah. But it sort of feels a bit weird to imagine them being called the Pink Floyd. Yeah, or, I agree. If it's a very abstract name. The Genesis. Yeah, the no, Genesis, the Gong, those sort of prog nice. rock bands, the Yes. Yeah, that would be yeah, good. I like the Yes. Yeah. You can sort of see it, they're not going to be called the. Well, although, although all bands were called the at one point, weren't they? Yeah, was, d- definitely. You know, it would have been unimaginable for the shadows. Can you imagine it if Hank Marvin and Bruce Welch sat around? Right. And the, the shadows, brilliant, which is a good name for a band. Yeah. And then someone said, what about just shadows? And they just thought he was mad. Yeah, that's that, that, In 1961. Doesn't work, but could you, I mean, is there anyone, could you be the David Bowie? Has anyone done it with their own name? That's what no, I would I do. Don't, I don't I think they are. That's a new. Th- it's very rare to find new things to do, right? In pop, and that would be new to say the David Baddiel. <laughs> yeah. I mean, could should we? What about that David Baddiel? Because <laughs> that's what I imagine people are saying. This David Baddiel. People are saying, what about that David? Right, Baddiel? right. Could we now go for the stalking time for the Moon Boys? <laughs> it just sounds a bit like it does. like you know the old people who got it wrong would call it the AIDS when AIDS first appeared. <laughs> yeah, it sounds a bit like that. I do know. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, or the right. Facebook. But I'm just trying to think if there is a, a early example. What's the earliest example of a big band that you'd think would be the and isn't? Because that's what you trace it back yeah, to. Yeah, I want to know what's the first band to not call themselves yeah. that we don't know the answer to that. Yeah, I think that's yet again a thing that listeners need to listeners tell us. Listeners could tell us. I'm tempted to Google it. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, well, I can't Google it. I'm using my phone to record, so I don't know how okay. this is going to work. I'm putting what was the first band that wasn't called the. Yeah, well, that's, that's not. not gonna, is that going to work? That's not going to work. The something. The something. I'd be amazed if it comes uh, out. What's the first band to use? Someone said, what was the first band to use a band name? Was it the Beatles? <laughs> that That's the first ever band. What was the name of the first band ever is a question. And I the mean, answer is, in fact, according to Quora, is the Dixieland Jazz Band. I mean, that's that's a good question, because at some point... You know, There's no, on, on Google, I cannot find an answer. No. So when did a band I first not call themselves the thing, something? It's a hard thing to phrase, isn't it? Yeah. It's well, really listeners... Hard. That's something for you to chew on. There's a number of things they've got to come back to us on. Yeah. Um, just, just to summarise, what was the name of the lorry in front of us yeah. yesterday? Or Not the name of the lorry, what was, no, the, what was what, the product? What was the thing that he was carrying? Yeah. And okay. now, what was the first band? Was something else we asked. No, that's it, I think. Oh, should we do a live version? Oh, yeah, should we do a live version? Of the stalking time for the Moon Boys. <laughs> And what was the first band not to call itself the something? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So this is a whole new idea. Yeah, I love it. People get back to us. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a, it's I don't know where they do it on Twitter. On Twitter, yeah. Okay. Or I think these days, because of the rules and prizes and stuff, because you have to, there has to be a free route of entry. So I think you can write to us. Where? Um, the expectation. <laughs> the Notting Hill. Yeah. 
uh, I don't remember our postcode. Okay. But you can look up expectations address. No one's going to write to us. They're they gonna might say, do. They're going to say it on Twitter. And also, you said there were no prizes. You're right, I did. Yeah. Um, if anyone wants to write a letter to us, it's a, you look right, up expectations. Expectation TV. Is company. Yeah. All right, let's go back to recording. Yeah, we are. We have been recording all this. Oh, policy. amazing! Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, look. Um, We're nearly home. I hope you've enjoyed talking time for the Moon Boys on the road. We've had a good time, haven't we? We've enjoyed it. Yeah. What was your best bit? Um, what was the best bit? I think it was probably when we went to uh, the beach and that girl took a photo oh, of yeah. us. Oh yes. We helped. haven't talked about that. Yes, we we were taking a selfie on the beach. So me and Tim were on the beach at Warberswick and a, there was a whole bunch of young people having what looked like a fun party nearby and we were trying to take selfies of ourselves, uh, obviously, that's what selfies are, yeah. and a young woman, she's probably about 16, came over and said, oh, let me take the picture of you because, you know, I think she saw we were struggling and we were yeah, old we people. Yeah, we were sort of getting it wrong. And she said, I always like to help out doing this and it was very nice of her and we had a lovely photo taken. But as she was taking the photo, Tim put his arm round me and I started laughing. And I'll tell you why. Because I think there's no question that that girl thought, oh, how lovely. Those two gay men, they may be married. They've come to take a photo of themselves at the sea of Warberswick. They're a bit old. They're not really going to I'll help them take their photo. Maybe they'll put it on their mantelpiece. Right. And I think Tim knew that was what she thought and he knew that was what I was thinking she might have thought. And so he put his arm round me I, in order to, to, to confirm that that was correct. Yeah. I don't know that... I th- feel I put my arm around friends. You've never uh, put your arm around me before. Right. Not okay. spontaneously. Well, that's yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I thought I had... Also, can I point something else out? Yeah. Which is, we'd taken about eight selfies. You hadn't put your arm around me. It was only when that girl came up... Yeah, but and, something and, about... And felt a bit like, oh, yeah. I'll help these two guys out. Yeah, maybe. That you thought, I'll put my arm around you. Yeah, him. I mean, it was a lovely moment. It was you... beautiful. Also, it was a pure... there was nothing in it for her. No. Other than helping us, and um, yeah, uh, it was a, it was a, but it was a, that was a nice moment being on that beach in the sunshine. Yeah, it's a beautiful picture, and maybe we will get married <laughs> on the basis of that. <laughs> but we've had that. A, we've had a nice time, and I don't know just to finish whether there are any Suffolk David Bowie connections. No, well way, he must have played in Suffolk at some point. He's bound to have done. Yeah, but in a way, as ever, he was with us. Yeah, um, throughout in the journey. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, is what I feel. Yeah. Uh, we'll drink all the time. <laughs> Good night. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.